0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome back i'm the gnarly gnome this is cincy brewcast it's the voice of cincy craft if you're new here we just uh we talk about cincinnati beer we we travel around we go to all of the breweries the tap rooms the sometimes uh, beer bars maybe I don't, I don't know if i've done yeah yeah, we've definitely done some beer bar shows. We talk about Cincinnati craft beer with uh, the owners, the brewers, the drinkers, uh, just anybody who really has a passion for this industry that, uh, uh, again, if you're new to this, I have a lot of passion for. So uh, welcome aboard. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, I think I say that every single week. I think that's become just kind of the... the it's, it's always fun. How can it not be? It's, it's craft beer, but uh, this is a good episode. We're over at Streetside. We uh, tend to make it out about once a year or so to do a show with you guys and... Uh, for the last uh, uh, I guess for the last few years it seems to fall right around this time which is perfect because we're headed right into anniversary week for you guys yep uh seven years which doesn't the, the math does just doesn't make sense to me how that's possible but i guess i guess it is <laughs> it doesn't well i guess when you look at it from one lens it feels like it's been forever yeah and then you look at it the other way it's like oh this is just still feels so new and kind of uh exciting still so uh seven years seven years holy crap <laughs> garrett hickey welcome back to the show thank you sir uh, it's always fun to have you on here uh Let's uh, let's start. Uh, let's go back kind of uh, just in case people are new to the show. Uh, give them kind of a nice little kind of synopsis. Of what is street side? Um, which I, I know is kind of a, a big question, but if you could smash it into a little uh, um, a little, little sentence for people.
1: What is street side? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I would, and a brewery is not Yes, the, uh, say a, a brewery <laughs> uh, family owned. It's myself and my parents. Um, We've got. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I don't really. I haven't been asked that question in such a long time that I don't even think about it anymore. Um, I mean, it's a family-owned and operated brewery in Cincinnati, Cincinnati's the oldest neighborhood. It's, uh,
0: it, it, it's a. It's very much a neighborhood brewery, yeah. Which um, most places are not anymore. It seems like I, I. I know that that's what everybody is supposed to be doing now, right. which is whatever the trends say. But yeah. it feels like everybody either isn't going that way or when you walk in, it doesn't feel that way. This still feels that way to me. It feels like a neighborhood brewery.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've kind of like once we figured out what we wanted to be, we kind of like stuck ourselves in like in time, uh, back in, back in the, the days where you were a neighborhood brewery. Right. Um, we've, well, I was gonna say we, we were fairly steadfastly maintained that we weren't going to distribute elsewhere, but we've kind of changed that. Um, now we've, we do uh, occasionally distribute to other states mostly as like small drops, but most of the beer that you that you um, that we make gets drank within the southeastern portion of the state. But even, even when you guys did start distributing a little
0: bit and growing a little bit in that direction, it didn't change anything about what this place feels like or what this place even looks like for the drinker coming right. in here. Yeah. It's, uh, every ounce of soul that it had is still here. Yeah. I mean, Whereas that was, that was always, that the doesn't always work out that yeah. way for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that
1: was, it's I and mean, like we haven't, we, we don't have a second tap room. Like this. this is the only place in Cincinnati other than like the, the bars and the, the beer bars, and, um, the, um, uh, like, uh, geez, the package stores that you can right. buy our, 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 beer at, uh, this is the only place you can get, it. you can't go over to whatever other neighborhood. We don't have another tap room over there. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things where like, we kind of like found what we wanted to be and kind of just stuck with it. So what, uh,
0: what kind of, what was the, what was the spark that, that for you and your family kind of. Uh, ignited this thing and got this idea rolling of like, you know what? Like we, we could do that. We could start a brewery. Cause uh, at at the time when the idea happened, you, you hadn't gone
1: to brewing school yet. Uh, No, I had not. I just, I mean, I'd just been homebrewing for a couple months at that point, Um, which obviously like looking back and as I've said before, it's like, that was pretty dumb, Um, but (laughs) all all the best things are, (laughs) we were, I mean, we were, we wanted to open a bar in the neighborhood. We wanted to have, be like an anchor, Anchor in the neighborhood and the uh, the the way we did that was open open a brewery and um, it was kind of a long road um, we oh, went and people have
0: to understand that at that time that was a fairly novel idea still too to do yeah, that yeah
1: yeah I mean there was I mean I don't remember how many breweries were open in when we opened in September 2016 uh, but there weren't that many twenties um, maybe yeah, It might have been around yeah, twenty yeah and it's grown. Significantly since then, Um, so that's one of those things where it's just like it's uh, back then it was it was hard. It was harder to get open, I feel like, because there wasn't uh, regulatory and banks weren't uh, they weren't as used to um, used to seeing the idea brought to them whereas now like a bank is like okay I understand and they they might not loan here's, anymore. Here's
0: here's our brewery person. Right exactly yeah. yeah
1: and that's that that was a that was a th- I mean like when I when we went to the bank I had to bring homebrew. I don't know if they still make you do that anymore.
0: guess it depends um, on the bank. Yeah sure. But yeah I had to
1: bring homebrew to to present to them to show them hey like I can actually do this. This isn't just like um whatever. I'll, Right. random idea and like i i'm only i'm only throwing malt extract and hops and i'm boiling on the, on the stove so I, I still had like i had a kit and i was i was i could bottle and all that and at that time i think by the time we were signing like the paperwork and getting the loan done i was working at rivertown so like i think i brought some rivertown beers that i had made and be like hey like i'm also doing this professionally not just right not just home brewing. So but it,
0: it started kind of with the neighborhood itself and trying to find a place that you could you could uh uh kind of I don't want to say give back, but that's yeah, that's no, kinda I mean, what that's, it is. It's create no, this, yeah. this place was, that, that can be part of the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, no, that was like almost exactly what it was. I mean that was and we went through we went to a couple different neighborhoods. I mean we we explored um we looked at Newtown. Um I don't even know if I've ever like said this on the talk podcast. No, like we looked at Newtown, um and we were pretty far along um with Newtown, um, and it just, that, it kind of just fell through, Um, and at that point, we were just, like, we were looking at Newtown, uh, Kentucky, uh, obviously here, and I think, like, one other spot, I think we looked at Northside, as well, Uh, and, like, it's It's just crazy to think about, yeah, Yeah. and it just kind of, like, it worked out that, there you go, That's one of our lovely neighbors, as, (laughs) as is tradition with this podcast, when you guys, when we're here, it's always, you can always hear uh, one of our fine East End neighbors riding some sort of motorized vehicle <laughs> that they're not supposed to ride on the road. Um, so yeah, I mean, we looked at all those places and uh, for one reason or the other, it fell through. Actually, one of the other ones was Hyde Park, um, right where uh, the new hotel, there's a new, I think, Holiday Inn that just went in yeah. or that just got built on the Wasson Way Trail uh, that we looked at pretty hard. It was a bar before that. Um it was a bar before it was abandoned, and then the whatever that development company right. bought that and built that hotel that's now there. But uh, we were not super far along with them, but like far enough along that it was it was one of those things that we thought about. I mean, seriously considering as opposed to being here. And what happened was this this lot um, opened up. I think we finally figured out how to buy it from the person who just disappeared, like off the map. Um, we bought it from them, her. I don't remember uh, who it is, but um, cleared up all the, the tax liens that there were and all the other issues, and then and then built the brewery after some other stuff where the building collapsed and all that. <laughs> the previous building collapsed, not this one.
0: It's it's hard to like when you think about what this could have been if it was in this place or this place, like wh- how those things might've changed the personality mm-hmm. of it and the feel of it and the experience of what street side is now that we know yeah. versus what you get. If it was in the middle of Hyde park, what would this brewery look like? Right. If it was you right. know, uh, in Kentucky, you know, what would it look like? It's it. Right. It, I find that very uh, fun to kind of sit and kind of wonder about sometimes as breweries kind of, uh, when you look back seven years, like it's the, the personality has shifted and changed and evolved because of the people that come in here and because yeah. of the people that drink the beer and, um, certainly wouldn't add some, there would be some crossover of course, but you know, it's, right. it definitely would have developed a different personality. So,
1: I mean, like one of the things, one of the early, the early traits of street side was like the, it was like, um, very much like suburb parents coming in as they drove sure. to like practices or whatever, because it's, we're, we're right off 50. Uh, so it's easy to easy to stop in after school or whatever. So it was very like before big ash and wandering monsters were out that way. We were getting a lot of, a lot of that traffic that was like, you yeah. when you're stopping on your way home from picking up the kids from school or wherever. Right. Uh, let's drink a beer. Um, sure.
0: and then we'll talk kind of about, uh, about craft beer in general. Cool. What do you want? To uh, uh, whatever you want to talk about. I'm okay with anything. Uh, let's start with the fest beer. Just mm, cause it's that, good choice. That time of season, or that, uh, time of year stopped and picked some of this up. Uh, Probably last week, maybe the week, I don't remember when it was. Time doesn't make sense, but, um, and finally got to uh, put it through the paces in this year's Oktoberfest quest uh-huh. this weekend. Um, it did win, it won its first round um, against, I can't remember who it was against, but, uh, so it moves on to round two. Um, tell me the story behind the beer because uh, it it's a collaboration uh,
1: yeah it's like this is actually like kind of an interesting one so last year uh we were in indianapolis for last year, yeah last year we were in indianapolis for um a tap room's first anniversary and we were next to perennial and basically like it was so cold it was it was a terrible day for a for a, like a festival and um it was we Moved our tents together. They had a tarp. They built like a, a wind blocking thing. I had gotten out. a fort. They built yeah. a fort. Yeah, they built a <laughs> fort. Uh, we, I had like propane, uh, propane heater for like uh, campsite. Uh, we were using that to stay warm. Like, and we just like hung out and drank together. And then, so this beer was kind of born from that. Uh, they. Uh, they didn't, they didn't come out for the lager. They came out for the stout that's in barrels right now. We were, did release a stout that was uh, when it was, it was like last August now. So it's been in barrels for about a year. Uh, but this is probably my favorite. This is one of my favorite beers that we've done, period. Um, we kind of tweaked it a little bit this year. made it a little bit maltier. It's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, it's a. It's just a nice, I don't, I'm not a huge, like really, really multi Oktoberfest. I'd rather have something a little bit lighter. Um, so the, we did a fest beer. The body is what gets me.
0: You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the The body of the beer is what gets me because uh, it's it's malty, but not necessarily in like that English style that you right. you think of right. when, when I think or well, that I think of when I think of malty beers. But um, it just has this. It like gets super. Super refreshing, still easy drinking. But then when you kind of sit back with it, like it's just such a full kind of um satisfying lighter beer. It's it's great. It uh it's Oktoberfest in Cincinnati can be a little warm sometimes. Like yes. it's not necessarily what I think a lot of people think of when they think of Oktoberfest. Everybody's expecting fall, right. and that's not what the season is here. This is one of those beers that fits perfect into what Cincinnati Oktoberfest season is. And yeah. That, Um, I could drink a ton of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, and that was kind of the goal is like make it light enough that you can drink it when it's still 90 degrees because it's going to be 90 degrees in September. Right. Um, It's not right now while we're recording this, but uh, it was last week. Right. Right. Uh, And it came out at the end of August as well. So it was still very, very hot when we were packaging it.
0: Why did you guys go fest beer for the, the first kind of uh, collaboration
1: off of that uh, experience? Um, I don't really remember. I think it was just... I, I think it's I mean, great. I think it was just like, I think I was like, hey, I think some of it was like, we drank a, a ton of their pills at, and I was like, why don't we do a lager? That would be cool. Like, uh, so, I mean, some of it is like, our the the styles that we make don't really cross over that much with perennial other than like stouts. Like they are kind of more, uh, they do, I mean, they do a mix of everything, but they, they do a lot of like very traditional beer, obviously. So I was like, why don't we do something... Hewing more towards a traditional end as opposed to for like the, right. the fresh release, the well, we don't quote unquote s- fresh release.
0: I don't feel like we see a lot of collaboration beers that do kind of lean that direction. Like it feels like whenever people are getting together to make a collaboration beer or, or collaborating, anyhow, they do it. It's either some big stout that's, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the trendy side of right, that or right. some kind of big IPA or something like you don't see a lot of people like, Oh yeah, let's collaborate. Let's, uh, let's make a German Lager Yeah. I mean,
1: I think that's one of those things where it's, it is, uh, we do, we've done that now, I think twice with collaboration, uh, with collaborations like the, 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 the cloud that we do with thin man, we did a check dark lager and a stout. And then with them, we did the same thing where we did a, the fest beer and then we did the stout. I think it's just like, um, uh, we like within man this year we needed we wanted to do a, a dark lager for the winter it was brewed in january so we might as well just do like if we're going to do one let's do one with someone else right run it by bounce ideas off of each other especially because we'd never done one uh, and then we can still brew this stout or whatever like we just did a collaboration with rar we did just do that the big new england ipa right um but like if we, like, he, that was what he wanted to do. Right. That was what Brett wanted to do. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I have no problem with that. Um, he was coming to kind of, like, bounce ideas off of us to bring back to them. Uh, so he was like, I would really like to see all your processes and everything. So he was here for the whole time. And he's he texts us and all that stuff. So uh, eventually we'll go there and we'll see what they do with their, we're going to do a sour with that right. in um, in uh, Maryland.
0: We, we yeah. it, between this week and last week, last week we were over at Wandering Monsters with with Jason and Zach, and we talked a lot about collaboration because they're one of those other breweries like you guys that still uh, holds very tightly to this idea of collaboration and beer. And like, right. I think a lot of places have drifted very far away from it. Uh, why is that for you guys? Like why why is collaboration a big part of what Streetside
1: is? I mean, I think some of it is like uh, with all the stuff that we've done in the past couple of years where like we've started to, to venture out to these festivals that are, aren't here. They're, they're not your Cincinnati beer fest. They're an anniversary or they're uh, like this weekend we're going down or I'm not going down, but uh, our Dayton sales rep, Russell is going down to common John in uh, Tennessee. He's going to pour. Um, we were just up at great taste at the beginning of August, Great Taste of the Midwest and Madison right. in August. I mean, it's one of those things like you go out and you meet all these people, and the best way to keep in contact with them is to talk about beer, and the best way to talk about beer is to actually make a beer with them. So um, I was just texting Maplewood before you got here uh, about trying to do something because we've been trying to do a collaboration here. We did one there last year during Fobab, but uh, we've been waiting to do one here until they could all – get down here and it doesn't look like they're ever going to get down here because it's they're busy right uh so we're gonna do something virtual and we're gonna try to send uh send some beer to chicago the beer that we brew with them to chicago for Fobab uh to release in conjunction with the stout that we made with them last year so we'll see i mean we'll see if that actually works out but that's like a that's like a fun it's a lot of logistics but it's a fun way to do stuff like that uh and that's i mean that's one of those things where it's it's fine. It's I know. It's one of those things Ambiance. Where, like, I know. It's one of those things where like, uh, like when you make friends with people in the industry, like that's the best, that's how you stay in touch.
0: Well, I get it. I mean, that's for me, that's a lot of the reasons why this podcast has become so important. It gives me an excuse to go sit down with people that right. I enjoy sitting and talking right. to. And I'm like, Oh, I got to go make a podcast. Yep. It becomes almost the excuse to go and sit and drink beer with people. Yep. I get it. And uh, I, I think though, like it has this other uh, in in regards to you guys, it has this other benefit of, uh, Keeping, keeping uh, again, not to call you. I think I think I've probably said this before. Not to call you guys a trendy brewery, but there is a lot of trendy things that come through here, and sure. it kind of keeps you guys at the forefront of that too, because you're talking to so many different breweries, and you know, this gets those ideas rolling. And like, okay, somebody's doing this way. We, we we should try that. Like, let's let's see how that turns out and how yeah. that uh, um, how our customers, you know, would would like
1: that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And some of it is like we've. Uh, I mean, we talk with we talk with everybody that we go and and brew with and say, Hey, like what, like we talk about like what's selling for them. And like, it's always interesting to see like what the differences in each market is. Um, and then we, whatever we can discuss, complain, whatever about what our market's doing versus theirs or whatever. What
0: Um, are, what are some of those differences from our market towards some other ones that you've noticed?
1: Um, I think one of the big ones, um, uh, just like very like in the weeds, inside baseball kind of stuff is like, uh, it looks like for us, package has package doesn't stay as steady like in sales as uh, which is very boring for like the average consumer. Like this doesn't for most people they don't care. But like uh, package for most people is like very steady, like maintains the same levels. Um, they're packaging a certain amount every single time, and they know that they can sell all that amount in the same amount of time every single time whereas in Cincinnati it it can fluctuate pretty widely. Um, at least, at least that's what we've seen. I don't know if it's the same experience for everybody. Uh, so it's like one of those interesting things where you see, like you get this data from other people and you're like, why is, why is that the case other places and not, not here? I
0: I know that that does exist for other places. I, you know, I just, I don't know if they want to talk about it on the air, but I, I talked to another very large local brewery the other day. I was sitting down having beers with them and, um, uh, they were talking about how uh, how 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 widely that shifts for them, yeah. and you know the the package becomes one thing, and then the tap room becomes yep. one thing, and it just yep. keeps kind of going back and forth, and makes it hard to kind of get comfortable either way, and yep. you're always trying to kind of figure it out. Why is that? Like, is that?
1: Uh, I mean, like, if I had, like, a,
0: like a fickle drinker kind of thing? Like, we get bored I think, easy. I, think so,
1: I mean, like, I think that is a that is a thing in Cincinnati. Is like everybody wants the new thing, and I think that's everywhere is like that, but like. Uh, The more new beer we release, the better everything everything sells. Uh, But like I, I, we just did, um, like we haven't done a a fifteen barrel batch. We have we have two tank sizes: fifteen barrel and thirty barrel. We haven't done a fifteen barrel of raspberry beret in like two years, Uh, and this was the first. Like this is the first time in forever that we did a thirty barrel. We packaged however much draft and and cans that we thought we were going to sell, and then. And then we um, we were, we still have a ton of cans. I think we have like forty cases left, and we have no draft. We left. We ran out. Like it was. I mean, it wasn't like we packaged a couple kegs. It was like twenty five half right. barrels or twenty eight half barrels or something like that. We packaged a ton of raspberry Beret, and it just like draft moved significantly faster. Now that's is that weather is that. More people came through the tap room in August than we expected. Is it more people outside and outside sales like wanted Raspberry Beret? Right. Who knows? I mean, it's like one of those things that we can't it's so it's so fickle that it's very hard to predict. And like a lot of it is, and this is another thing that we talked about, I was talking to people in Columbus, is like a lot of it's based on weather. And like, yeah. what's going on? Like, are the Reds good?
0: Especially this time of year, yeah. where it can, yeah. it can, even that can vary so widely. Right. Like if you've got a week where it's in the fifties, right, I'm drinking very differently than if it's a week yep. when it's in the nineties.
1: Yep. I agree. And like, I mean, for for instance, Reds good, Bengals bad, like result wise. So that right. I'm not saying the Bengals are going to be bad this year, like results.
0: Well, if they would Red, play yeah. people in the freaking preseason, right. just, just try. Come on, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, Reds Reds won yesterday. Bengals lost yesterday. Uh, it was nice, and it was so we saw a ton of draft sales. I mean, we were. We it was were,
0: they lost yesterday when we're recording this. This will yes. post next Monday. Yes. Hopefully, Hopefully, they won they will, yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yes, they lost against the Browns. So, like, all those things came into came into effect when it came to and like, had they won, had the Bengals won, people would have stayed longer. That's what we right. we've seen that like that's that's one of the stickier uh, results is like. The Bengals win. People will hang out for another forty-five minutes, maybe drinking their last beer, as opposed to leaving with five minutes left to go in the game and right. closing their tab and being gone. Um, so that's one of those things. Like, and so we sold however many pints. It was a very good day. Sold however many pints, but only sold six four packs. So we sold a case of beer of a, in a whole day. Right. That's that's a that's not a that's not the that's not the amount of or like that's not the amount of four packs that I would like to sell in a day right that's a that's a pretty bad um package sale day but when you balance it against how much draft we sold does it matter no yeah but, I mean, how do you, but well, i mean it, it
0: it does matter because, you know, it's right. it's the the work you're putting into right. packaging something right. in cans versus it, it, it matters. But at the same time, worst case scenario, if you guys run out of draft of something, you you have a whole bunch of cans. You can just, you know, all right, we're serving it out of cans. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's, and that's what we've done.
0: Um, I uh, Speaking of Raspberry Beret, um, I always forget how fantastic that beer is because I don't I don't drink it that often. There's right. so many other things that I'm running around and trying. Um, but every time I pick one up, and I picked one up not that long ago over at uh, Higher Gravity, And uh, shout out to Higher Gravity. Uh, Everybody go visit them. But um, sat there and I drank that and just was blown away. It was like the first time drinking it. It was so good. Just a fantastic beer. It got me thinking about uh, kind of um, uh, if you did like a Hall of Fame of Cincinnati beers, that is one of the few beers that is like still being made that I think has to hit that Hall of Fame. Well, there's a few, but uh, that has to hit that kind of Hall of Fame of things that kind of, uh, d- defined uh, something in the city. Sure. I mean, it was uh, you, you know, travel back in time. That was, you know, pre urban artifact and what they've done with fruited sours. Yeah. They, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, fruit tarts. They're not beers. <laughs> Don't send me emails, <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they, what they were doing didn't even exist yet here in town. And this, this raspberry beret came out and kind of, uh redefined what that thing was and um, love that beer. So I mean,
1: it's like one of those it's, and like, if you look at um, like how many batches of like, I talk about this, like how, how wild is, how many we've done. I think this, I think we'll have done like this next upcoming batch of sub will probably be like batch 70. That's crazy. So we're doing 10 a year and we're doing, and it's, we're doing 30 barrels every single time and we sell out in a month. Um, uh, like if you want, if you want fresh new England, that's, that's a good one to get. Cause it's very, very right. rarely th- does it sit around longer than a month. So, um, I mean, we, I mean, we make a ton of that beer. We make a ton of raspberry beret that just, it takes that beer. is So labor intensive that I, it, it does need to have, there does need a pause at the end of like <laughs> the summer season. Right. Like we can't, we can't keep brewing in sales do slow down. Um, like after the anniversary, one of the anniversary beers we're doing is double right. double raspberry beret. Um, after that it's done until March or April because we it's very labor intensive and I'd rather just not. Oh, there's uh, there's
0: a, there's a weird balance there as a brewery to find that that size that you can uh, you can make enough of something like that. They're like, oh yeah, this is you know during the summer we have this beer. If you yeah. want it, you come in and here it is. Uh, versus uh, a large place, it's like, oh yeah, we can we can just crank something out right. all year round. Yeah. And maybe the labor is a little different than than a small place like this. But especially on you know the 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 hoppier beers like the New Englands and stuff like that sometimes some of those beers sit around on a shelf way longer than, than we as drinkers, or uh, I I assume hopefully (laughs) you guys as brewers, I wonder sometimes some of the people out there, what they're doing, but uh, uh, want them to sit on a shelf. Yeah. And so there's like this, this weird kind of balance you have to figure out of that, right? That sweet spot in there of labor intensive, small, uh, probably a lot of headaches that come along with that or, the big machine factory kind of idea of what beer can be. And we know how far that can go, you know? Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we try not to, uh, we're trying, like, we're always trying to be more, uh, more efficient, but like not typically not, sorry, not, not ever at the expense of the beer, but not typically like, if we think it's going to like so negatively, negatively affect the beer, then we just, we don't, we won't do it. But it's, um, it is hard to, um, especially now with cost of goods going up right. they're sky. I mean, every day they're going up. Um, I mean, raspberry, raspberry has gone up, I think like a hundred dollars since we started doing raspberry. beret. So that, that's part of the reason we don't, I don't really, I would, I did talk about not doing it, more than like once or twice this year right? Uh, because it's so expensive. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, like if I could find a different way to do raspberry beret, I probably would try, but uh, I'm not going to, because that beer is, like you said, it's, it's, it's established itself as as a beer. Like if, a, if
0: we come in someday and it's like a cheap fruit instead, it's like yeah, ap- apple I mean, beret or yeah, something. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll know. <laughs> know I mean,
1: you'll know. And I mean, I assume apples are cheap. Yeah.
0: Apples have to be the cheapest fruit, right? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I don't, uh, I was just looking at fruit. Like a little bit of, I don't remember <laughs> what's. I mean, honestly, the, the cheapest thing is flavoring. Sure, um, and yeah. you can get a lot. You can you can go a long way with a gallon of flavoring. And it's it, it actually like, and and I know that this
0: is probably a little controversial to say, but in the right beer, I think it's okay. Like there are some beers that I'm okay with yeah, flavoring I mean, instead of I've real definitely,
1: I've definitely said this before. Uh, flavoring is a tool in the toolbox. Like you can't you cannot achieve the same flavors like that. Some flavors with just, like, chucking something into the beer. Like, yeah. I know everyone... Shout out to banana. <laughs> I mean, but I, although, like, I've started to use real banana because it's one of those things where, like, they you used to not be able to get reliable banana puree, and now you can. Um, it sucks to use because it's a paste. It
0: also doesn't taste exactly like you expect it right, to taste like. Right.
1: It's more, and it's, like, it, because it's, it's processed and it's an agricultural product, so you don't get the same thing every single time, and obviously no two bananas are the same. You're getting... Some green bananas, you're getting some really ripe bananas, so it's it's more of a, a blend of banana flavors. You're not gonna get your perfect like banana right. bread banana on every single go round. But like once upon a time, that wasn't you couldn't use banana because no one was doing it. Right. I mean now they even sell like big bags of pumpkin puree. Whereas like back when I was at Rivertown you had to open cans of oh, pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's one of those that's one of those things where like Brewing has come a long way, and so have um, people that are selling to us. So sometimes you don't have to add – sometimes you do have to add flavoring because that's just the way of the world. And sometimes if you do a little research, you can find the things that that will – like are what you want to taste. It's,
0: it's all, like you said, using every tool that you have available to you, which I, I think is an interesting – uh, almost an evolution of craft beer because I think when, when craft beer kind of uh, started to become a thing, there was a, it was almost like so anti-big uh, beer that it was like, oh, no, we're not going to do it this way. We're not going to use these tools. We're not going to use these ingredients because screw those guys. That's what they do. Yep. And so now as craft beer kind of uh, started to grow up and, and, and kind of get comfortable with itself a little bit. Um, some of that has shifted and it's become like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we, we can do that because uh, it's going to give the best product or give you know, the best uh, results that we are actually looking yeah. for. Yeah,
1: I mean, one of the big things is like seven years ago, I mean, you would see this, but like how many, how many breweries were making uh, American lagers like regularly? Right. You might see it every once in a while, but now most, many, uh, if you're making lagers, which like obviously, like we were not making lagers I keep saying, obviously, like everyone knows us, but uh, <laughs> I think that most
0: people that are listening I mean, may, probably, may, do. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: yes, we didn't always make lagers and we haven't always re- made loggers as, re- as regularly as we are now. But, um, we started making, we've started making an American light lager because that's what people, that's what it keeps people here that want to well, drink Bud Light. Yeah. But if, But even,
0: even that, like, you know, like at one time you would have craft breweries that are like, Oh yeah, we'll make a lager. We're going to make a super traditional German Pilsner and right. you know, uh, just, you know, just German ingredients. And that's, that's going to be our thing. And then uh, now you see people like you guys that are like, Oh you no, know, we'll, we'll make a white American lager. Yeah. Why, why the hell not? You know, well, and like it's this comfort with that is, is, uh, uh part of the evolution. I yeah. think,
1: I think one of the, uh, the, to go along with that is like, yeah, we're making an American light lager, but we're using Byron pills. Um, uh, we're using whatever flake corn we can get because that's there's no better right. brand of flake corn than any other one because it's it, corn is corn is corn. Right. Um, although there is craft uh, craft malted corn that we could use um, and maybe we will someday, uh, but not for not for our American light lager that's specifically made to be.
0: Well, people have an expectation. Yeah, of what I, that don't, is supposed I don't. To be. I don't.
1: I mean, I don't. I want. I mean, it's called boring beer for a reason. I want it to be. I want it to be exactly what you expect it to be when you get that beer. Right. Like I want you to know that you're drinking an American light lager in the, in the shape of what Miller Coors or ABN does.
0: Right. What other evolutions have you seen within this industry since you guys opened in the last seven years? I mean, there's a ton uh, stuff that you kind of expected and you kind of saw coming or things that kind of caught you off guard.
1: Um, I would say like, I mean, the, there's the, a
0: slushy machine behind the bar. I don't think I would have predicted that. No, I mean, ago. I
1: think the, the return, I, honestly, like, it's kind of funny that you point that out when like the, the thing I was about to say is the, the return to uh, <laughs> traditional style, more traditional, you styles. were thinking way
0: more positive. Than no, that I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: but like the slushy, Not that
0: slushies are wrong. It's I mean, fine, the slushy though. machine
1: <laughs> is like the slushy machine is it's, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, people here. People listening to this can't see it. This is obviously an audio medium, but um, we have a black and There's orange video. White. They can see it. They just can't see it right yeah. now. Maybe black I'll... and orange uh, for the Bengals game yesterday. I mean, that's that's one of those things. We're not we're not doing it because we're trying to like move bad product. We're trying like, right, right. making like a beer slushy out of out of whatever. Uh, we're we're making liquor slushies it's, for the people who don't want to drink beer.
0: It's still an evolution in what the, the idea of a tap room is right you know, at one time. Like uh, there were places where you would walk into and if you ordered something like, uh, I mean, I don't think people were ordering slushies, but if you ordered a Bud Light, we'll say, so you walked in and you said, Oh, I, I'll take a Bud Light. Uh, you'd be laughed at like they were like you oh, we can't order that yeah. here." like what are you talking about yeah, but, mean, whereas now it's like oh you know we don't have that but we have this and it's like that and it's, so it's like this this more like welcoming kind of way to to bring more people into the space
1: i think the, i mean the evolution isn't that you don't have to be one thing to be successful like the the evolution of craft beer is like hey be something if you can be something for everyone right so that you have the ability to say hey like you don't like okay you don't like beer that's fine i'm not gonna like we're not that's that's fine we have high noon we have slushies we have wine whatever whatever you want we have it for you just like come and hang out and like experience the space and all that right Uh, and hang out with your friends that's what it's more about like being with the people that you want to be with as opposed to like always drinking the product that we that we make like if you want to come in and drink a high noon i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I don't judge you because I would rather you come in and drink that yeah, high here. here than do it wherever else. Like you're, you're actively supporting me and me and mine.
0: How do you figure out where that line is for what the business is and where, where is past that line?
1: I mean, I think the, the thing for us is like, we're trying most of the things that we're doing are either like to offer a different selection for a reason uh, say seltzer or um, high noons or wine or whatever like say you have say you have a, your celiac and you can't drink that you can't drink beer you need to drink something else right so we have that for a reason uh, I think that if we're doing like obviously high noon isn't made by, by a uh, by like a, a craft company but like you look at our seltzer it's it's Kitty Paw from seven Sun like we're supporting a semi local I mean they're an Ohio company right. um, with with what we're buying we're buying uh new riff we're buying i'm trying to look at the the blicker that we have uh we have uh we have god it's driving it actually
0: like if it's while you're talking it's probably not too bad because my mic will be the one really there picking it up so
1: okay. uh, <laughs> try not to let it get in your head <laughs> so it's just i don't know why it is um I deal with it all day, every day. I, you'd think <laughs> I'd be used to it, but we've got uh, Northern Rose uh, Vodka over there. Um, I mean, we've got some. We've got stuff. We've got uh, Revel Wine. Like we're buying, we're trying to buy stuff from craft producers, right. especially uh, local producers. So that, that fits that soul of yeah, what. Yeah, what, I mean, like we're trying to support people that support us, and that and that that type of thing. So that's one of those things where, like, yeah, like we have high noon. But we are also like that's probably the biggest, biggest producer right. of non-craft thing. So, one of have.
0: those, it's one of those big wineries, isn't it? That owns it, Gallo. Like, a Gallo really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good stuff for what it is. I mean, I, mean what, <laughs> I, I
1: I have no problem. I mean, I drink high noons all the time. I was drinking high noons yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's there's nothing wrong with drinking. Honestly, like I don't really have a problem with drinking. What you drink, whatever makes you happy. You know, what right. I mean, like if or, you're like the especially the beer section or the beer uh, market is not growing, really. Like, they they say it is, but it's it's not really. Like, most of – a lot of people are going to these RTDs or they're going to wine or they're going to straight liquor. So, like, if you want to come in here and whatever, I'm – cool. Why
0: do you think that is? Let's let's open up another beer before we uh, Uh, (laughs) dive into the – Let's move this out of the way, too. Okay. Uh, Whatever you want. Let's do the West Coast. Just cuz I got it. Yeah. West Coast IPA. This was uh you guys brewed this another time before this, right? What was the
1: So this story was like here? a test batch way way I mean like 6 years ago. Um it was a we made it as like a New England back then. Um different supplier of hops all that um and I just kind of decided that I was like, "Oh, you know what? I want to make I want to make this beer again, but I think these hops will work better in a West Coast than they will with New England. So let's, I mean, in a test batch, it doesn't matter. Let's do whatever. I mean, it's five gallons or whatever. Um, so I was like, I'm more confident that these hops will work better if we do it as a as a West Coast. So let's do it as a West Coast. So this is um, On the Cloud of Unknowing, West Coast IPA with high oil, high oil cascades and citra. Um, it's named after a Gorilla song. The, the, there is no description on there. It's just Gorilla's lyrics, as I want to do um and the uh, these high oil cascades are from like a really small hop producer called seagull ranch um and you can't like not a lot of places do these high oil cascades right i don't even 100 percent know i don't really like i think i got the contact from uh branch and bow so like this is like I, you're not going to see high oil, high oil cascades all over the place this is right. definitely one of those things that are pretty niche uh michigan hop alliance used to do Them, I believe they tore them all up, uh, which is what has happened to us multiple times now with uh, with their some of their products. Um, But yeah, this is. This is like what I'm talking about—the return to more traditional styles. I think it's, you can tell me. It's well, it Actually, depends.
0: It depends. Depends here. what what you're expecting from a West Coast IPA. Um, you know, there were some very unbalanced West Coast IPAs for a long time, where it was just about smacking you in the face with bitterness, right. and, and that was you know what a lot of people were were wanting. This has so much balance to it still. Like this is this is what I expect a West Coast IPA to yeah. be because it's still it's still a beer. It's still a yeah. balanced beer, but. It starts off with those those big kind of bitter piney resiny kind of notes and hits you really hard with them and then there's kind of this uh, soft uh, pillowy kind of thing that comes in afterwards yeah. and
1: uh, it's great beer. I, it's surprisingly I, not like it, I I could use a touch more bitterness and I will we'll probably make this beer again. Um, actually, we're definitely gonna make this beer again because I actually really like it. Um, but just add a touch more bitterness. It's probably I. Think I probably expected to get um, more bareness from those. Ki- Was it just
0: because ki- because the hops? You didn't really. Yeah, know I mean, what like yeah, exactly.
1: Them. Like, and they don't. They didn't provide me any alpha passes or anything. Like, right. if you get on, like you can get on their website. Anybody can get on their website and you can look at it. And it's it's a. Uh, it, provides a description from one person and there's no
0: when you say high oil uh, cascade like what what does like what is that coming to you still pelletized Yeah, or, yeah. so um, it's
1: it's just like a, it's
0: just a normal Are they just sticky pellets?
1: It's just it's just like <laughs> they they isolated this this um, particular cascade lot to have more oils. Gotcha. Um for it, and that's where you're getting all your air mags from. Um, and it kind of just gives you like cascade uh, traditionally, at least from my perspective, uh, kind of has like a, a like a candy like a light candy flavor mm-hmm. that I don't love, which is why we don't use Cascade other than these. Um, I was kind of hoping that it would all be good. <laughs> but
0: Cascade is one of those things though that when you taste it, it, it kind of takes you back to kind of the... Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they, it's like <laughs>
1: it's like one of the original... I mean, I don't they don't grow it as much as they used to because so many people have stopped using it. Right. It's, like, up there with all, other stuff that they've stopped growing.
0: I think that might be important for West Coast IPA, though, like, as a style. Like, I don't know that a lot of those, like, having, like, like newer almost, hops... Like, yeah, having some I, of those hops that kind of yeah. are those original flavors that we got used to with yeah. IPAs, I think I that's agree. what the style is. I
1: think one of the better... Like, one of the best things you can do if you're making a West Coast IPA is... Mix in some old and some new, so like do centennial and do Simcoe or do um I don't even know I'm trying to think of like chinook and again chinook and like Simcoe Those right. like a lot of the, a lot of the hops uh they used to see like simcoe Simcoe definitely is like one of those ones that I feel like is a very like it's great for west Coast i p a like I would love to do a hundred percent Simcoe i p a it's it's uh but like it's also. It can it can turn some people off. I know a lot of people still think it it tastes like cat piss, and it doesn't. I mean, but like <laughs> in the, the right blend, t- in the right
0: blend, I like it. But I've had so many that, and I I don't know if it's actually the Simcoe. Like that's what it's it's hard sometimes to figure out when you're tasting something. Right. What is where is that flavor coming from? Right. You know, there's certain flavor uh, profiles that you you expect from a certain hop, but sure. then you load it up next to something else and all of a sudden it tastes like something completely different. Yeah. And so sometimes I, I think that, you know, I don't like Simcoe, but then I'm like, well, but then I had this beer and it definitely has sim. It has a lot of Simcoe in it mm-hmm. and it was freaking good. So yeah. what is it What is that I'm actually tasting? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think one of those things is like I, some of the problem with Simcoe is um, the perception that people who have been drinking beers with Simcoe in it forever yeah. have of it. Um, like, I, I don't think... I was just drinking cell yesterday. Cell doesn't taste like cat piss, and right. it has—it's mostly Simcoe. Right. Uh, so that's one of those things where, where like, um, you tell people that a beer has Simcoe in, it and they're like, "Well, I've been drinking beer for ten—I've been drinking crap beer for ten years, and I know that Simcoe tastes like cat piss." Right. Yeah, maybe once upon a time, but like for the most part, they've bred that out. And if you're going to a place like that has hop selection, or that does hop selection, like many larger breweries do, because they're using so much as some hops um, they don't, they're selecting right. Simcoe that doesn't. And that at, some, at a certain point that gets bred away. So hopefully if there's still cat pissy simco out there, <laughs> that's getting bred away.
0: Or hopefully it's not something that people actually want to drink because. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't
1: think, and like, I don't think it is from, from my perspective.
0: Uh, another big question. Um, what is craft beer to you today? Um, and maybe you can compare it to, to what, what it was kind of when you, when you started drinking craft beer, when you started the idea for this business, but, um, it, clearly things have changed. Uh, we see a lot of craft breweries that have shifted into the food side. Mm-hmm. Uh, brew pubs are now a thing again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, the RTDs and stuff, we see a lot of breweries kind of leaning into that heavier. And, uh, what, what is craft beer?
1: It's a, it's a big question, I mean, but that's, that's kind of like my answer. <laughs> it's uh, like, it, it's a, it, there's, um, shit. I don't even know. Like I craft beers. I feel like craft beers, uh, somewhat still what it always was, which is, um, a bunch of mostly guys, uh, unfortunately, uh, making, making things that they like to make, I guess. Um,
0: so you're thinking more of like the, uh, uh, the, the community around the product, like that's the craft yeah, beer I mean, so versus yeah, the actual product. Itself. Yeah.
1: It's and like the, because the, the product in and of itself has changed so drastically over the, the past 10 years. Um, I mean, you can look at the rise and fall of almost many styles. I mean, like most people predicted new England's would be, would be gone by now and they're still hanging on pretty, pretty good. Um, they got better though. <laughs> they did get better. Yeah, they certainly got better. But like you look at, um, like a, a brute IPA that, that trend lasted about three months. Yeah. Um, and there's still some people that make them and They're whatever. are still
0: Bootsy here in town. That's yeah, a, sure. I mean,
1: but and you, sure. It's not marketed I, that way though. <laughs> right. And I, I like, I, we never made one because I didn't, I don't, I don't personally like that, that style. I don't really, that sounds not like a good way to not make an IPA. Uh, but it's like you look at – if you look at But is craft that, beer, like the all the trends and everything, like that's part of craft beer. That that's, is craft that's, beer. That was like my trend, question. Like Trends are craft beer. Is,
0: is trying to make something new and trying to redefine things and push things, is that like a, a necessary part of craft beer? It, yeah.
1: I mean, it absolutely is. It's also like one what
0: of – But what about like a place that is, you know, we'll, we'll say uh, out in out in Denver that does – they're not pushing – to you know redefine anything they're, they're probably
1: i mean but like you could say that they're pushing to perfect the lager which is like that's it's a trend in, in and of itself like right. their their whole i mean and beer style i mean in no they are not making trendy beers uh but what they are doing is uh, like they might exper- be
0: depending on how you look at
1: right it. yeah but they're experimenting <laughs> with they're experimenting with side poles. They're experimenting with yeah. the the milk pours or whatever. You know, what I mean, they they are doing trendy things. I think that's one of the things is like craft beer is trends one and two. Uh, craft beer is uh, knowing like as a consumer and as a producer, like knowing what is good and what is bad. So like what what you think is going to stick around, what you think isn't going to stick around. Like I I didn't think, uh, I didn't think cold IPAs were going to last, and they've it's it's been about a year, um, and they're still hanging on pretty good. Right. Um, I mean, we and like one of the beers that we have here to drink is a is an Italian pilsner, which is a <laughs> let's, whether you call it a, a whether you call it a um, cold IPA or not. Uh, I don't think of it as a cold IPA; I think of it as a, an Italian pilsner. But like that's a that's a trendy let's, again.
0: Let's talk. Uh, let's let's go down to that rabbit hole for a minute and talk about these different kind of style uh, differences between. Uh, an Italian Pilsner. Uh, we'll throw a cold IPA in there, uh, dry hopped Pilsner or a dry hopped Lager. We'll right. say, uh, "What is the difference between all of these different styles that we we see popping up?" That a lot of times people aren't really explaining to you. It's just up there, right, and it's right. like,
1: I mean, like a. Uh, I uh, think, and,
0: uh, and before you go there, like Italian Pilsner, like, and you guys went full on with the uh, the Italian Pilsner kind of idea with the artwork on it, right. which right. I think has the potential to confuse people. Yes. <laughs> I, I will it never, does. I, when I tried the, um, uh, the since Italia pills from West side, which is a great beer, by the way, um, I was drinking it on one of my, uh, my live shows and somebody chimed in and said, uh, oh yeah, I could definitely taste the Italian spices in that. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's not what it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And we, I think we took that idea from the like, well, maybe, I took that. I don't know what Andy did. You'd have to ask Andy. <laughs> uh, hit him up on Instagram if you want to ask why he did what he did. Uh, but there's a um, – Urban South in Houston does like a like a combo number one, combo number two. Number, and uh, the one that I saw when I was at Barntown was like combo number six. And it was like a spam sandwich, and it looked disgusting. But he said that the, the label sold it. A lot of people drank that beer. Uh, but back to your question. Uh, the difference, uh, I would say cold IPAs is like mm, West Coast IPA for man with lager, maybe warm with modern hops, um, what Citra, Simcoe, whatever, Mosaic, right. Galaxy, whatever you're, whatever you're used to in like your New Englands, that's probably what's in your cold IPAs. Uh, Italian pills is um, – the problem is like a lot – most people, and even I have not – not even i like I, i've had every beer in the world um have not drank the beer that's a lot of places are are basing their their italian pills on which is tipo pills uh which is just an italian pilsner and it's just a lot of it's just like a a drier, uh, more bitter pilsner that's dry hopped with like german no, or like whatever Noblehouse, yeah like noble hops you know. sure um and then your dry hop Pilsner or dry hop lager can be any lager that's just dry hopped. Uh, and it can either have, it can have your noble stuff. It can have your Australian stuff. It can have New Zealand stuff. It can have American stuff, whatever you, whatever you want to do with it. I think that's like, that's probably the broadest palette Right, is allowing, if you're just going to do a dry hop lager, just do whatever you want. You can just make a lager, hundred percent Pilsner malt, throw some lager yeast at a dry hop at call it a day. Whereas, like, the Italian pills is like you try and hew more towards a certain thing. Like, we right. used um, air clay Pilsner from Weirman um, with that one. That's like an Italian Italian Pilsner right. uh, malt. Um, and we used like the, we tried, I tried to hew almost exactly towards the, the, the Hopsy, uh, whoever makes Tipo pills. I don't even remember. Um, whatever they used, I tried to use. Um, right. And like, I don't know if everybody does that, but sure fair amount of people are trying to hew towards that. Um, and then your cold IPAs are take the, on the cloud of unknowing and, and make it cold, um, and go from there. And I think that's a, that's a good way to make a cold IPA. I don't know if everyone does it that way out. I, we've never made one, so I don't know. Um,
0: I think it's still kind of being defined a little bit too, even after a year or so of people making them, like there's still some arguments about what it actually is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. I I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, one of the nice things about that style especially is it, it can be almost anything you want. You can do it as – you can make it just like a like a dry hop lager if you want right. to. You could also really, really hew towards the IPA side. Like you can go one way, yep. the road forks, and you can either go way more towards your lager style and go traditional – or you can go more modern right. and use American or whatever. We saw that.
0: it happen with, with uh, New England IPAs too, where you know everybody was just trying everything for a while. And then that even itself kind of uh, split off a little bit and you got kind of people calling, oh, this is a hazy IPA. This isn't right. a New England, this is a hazy IPA. Yeah. And then the New England was supposed to be this this very kind of yeah. soft thing, whereas you got some more bitterness out of some of the people that were doing yeah. so. So it I, kind of started to form these other kind of styles that kind of made more sense. Which,
1: yeah, I mean, we did, we did the same thing with like, if it's below six percent or below five and a half percent we call it a hazy pale ale as opposed to right. like a New England pale ale uh, because I think I think that's an easier explanation as to what it is then and we don't really make we only make really one hazy pale ale um, because most people don't want to drink four and a half percent beer many people go don't. figure <laughs> So I do, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we just, uh, we're making a Japanese rice lager on Wednesday and it's going to be like 3.7%. Like it's going to be a very small beer. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of the wrong season to do Japanese rice lager as we go into the coldest, the cold, cold months.
0: Yeah, but, but at the same time, like when you've got football going on, like there's some days where if I'm going somewhere to watch a game right. and depending on, you know, kind of like we talked about before, depending on what the game is, is
1: what happened, I,
0: I, Sometimes I need to drink more than other yep. times. Yep. And I, I, sometimes I need something that's 3.7% so yep. I, can, I can knock them back a little yep. bit.
1: And <laughs> wait till this beer comes out and it ends up being like 5.5% because they're over 10. It <laughs> it's, it's all right. We'll just go back and edit. Yeah. Be
0: some kind of like robot voice over at 5.5%. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the... We are trying to, I try and be cognizant. Of, that's a, I mean, that's, a, that's another thing that I, I like to try to do is like, I I do try to like follow the seasonality of stuff. Like, even if it's like, I know everybody released their fest beer in July, but I, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to not contribute to seasonal growth right. as much as possible because I don't, I don't. I don't want to drink my fest beer in July. I want to drink my fest beer.
0: It's also July. very different when you're a yeah, small you're, brewery like yeah. this, where people are drinking it here yeah. versus oh my god, we need to get yeah. we're, we need to be uh, first. Kroger market. Kroger wants this. Yeah. We have to do this. No, you know, that's it, I think sometimes people get caught up and oh. Oh, everybody else is releasing it here. Oh, we should too. And it's like no, they're here. Understand why they're releasing it here and why they're releasing it now. I,
1: I think, think like if I were to give like advice for smaller breweries is like almost wait until that whole wave is gone and then jump on the back of it sure you know what i mean like we we have sold we were told that it was nice that we were coming out later because a lot of the october had already like right. run off the shelf and they hadn't been restocked yet and we were coming in like right at the right time and it's just kind of
0: just don't wait until october that's not october fest yeah, season <laughs> yeah then you will
1: be then you'll be too late you're in pumpkin pumpkin season and even i Pumpkin season is upon us. Yeah,
0: pumpkin is, uh, is, like, I, I am not in pumpkin season right now. Like, I, I'm one of those people. It's once it's October, it'll start for me. And once it's November, it's pretty well done. I yeah. might, I might like some. You got, some. A, month. You got I might, a month and a half. I might like some at Thanksgiving. Yeah. But if I don't have it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah I mean,
1: that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that we're, uh, one of the beers that we're making for the anniversary that hasn't been announced as we're recording, but, um, Will be announced by the time I think this comes out. Hopefully, if not, you're getting a sneak peek. We're doing a full 15 barrel batch of pumpkin spice latte. Return of the Mac that has definitely already been announced. Oh, has it?
0: Yeah, I, has was, it? I was I okay. was on social. Okay. It's on my
1: notes, so okay. somehow I knew. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I didn't tell you anything so before you got here. So um,
0: in my notes, I have. So we should talk about the anniversary. We should Probably. we should do that. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, we have. I actually do have anniversary beers specifically perfect they haven't been they haven't been announced definitely well, have I'm not a, been i'm i'm
0: going to roll through what i've seen okay. announced so far okay. um there is the double raspberry beret we talked about that yep. uh two cool volume 7 which is banana split such slushy sour yep. that is a tongue twister uh the pumpkin spice return of the Mac yep and then some kind of uh something with amarillo hops from crosby hops i don't think um, we
1: got wet hop danky mcdankers
0: <sighs> oh that you are speaking my language
1: yep so those came in we can, I'll just run through everything because I think by the time this comes out, every, it'll all be announced. So we can just run through the rest of it. Um, so yes, we have wet hop, Danky, McDankerson. Uh, it's a, it's like our, it's our double, it's one of our original double new Englands. Um, and I've been trying to do this beer for fucking ever. <laughs> like, and it's such a pain in the ass because I don't really like wet hops. Uh, it's, <laughs> I don't, not that I don't like wet hops. I don't like all the stress that goes into wet hops. Sure. Um, because if you don't know what white hops are, they are uh, picked and then shipped, but they're picked in Oregon, so they are shipped overnight via plane to Cincinnati from Oregon. Uh, and it is, I didn't get this year. I didn't get a, uh, I didn't get an email telling me that they were shipped. Last year they uh, picked them on a Saturday or on a Friday and couldn't ship them to me overnight right. to the week for Saturday. I would have brewed... like. One of us would have brewed it on Saturday if it would have come in, uh, but they wouldn't do that because they can't get FedEx to agree to do that or UPS to agree to do that. Um, was that? Oh, I was 2022. I think in 2021, I, I canceled my order because I didn't feel like doing it. Um, 2020, they didn't do it. And then I think the last one that we may have done was like 2018 and 2019. And that was, that was wasn't, But that wasn't well up. This is the first time we've ever right. done it. Uh, yeah, it's just like a stressful beer. Uh, you got to time up it's so it's, it's a lot of logistics. You have to have an open tank. You have to have you. hops are just super fresh hops. Yeah. They, yeah. Are. I mean, they're, they are like picking, if you were to pick a berry, like the, the agricultural difference is like picking a tomato off a tree and eating it right there. It's like, they're off a tree, off a vine. Jesus, <laughs> you don't, tomatoes <laughs> don't grow on trees. I know that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like, that's kind of the, the brewing equivalent, uh, um,
0: they started kind of on on the West Coast where yeah. they were growing hops yeah. at the time, yep. and the hop growers would literally just just pick them, throw them in the back of a truck, drive over to the brewery, and and make a beer. <laughs> it's uh it's it's uh I, Dave Volkman over at the High Valley Hops has talked a lot about how it's the it's the only true seasonal beer that still exists because. You got to make it when the hops are, are, are growing. Yeah. Like you can't, uh, you know, everything else. Like we, we order these fruits from here and there and yeah. they're kind of always fresh. Like yeah. everything is always in season. My kids don't understand that. And they just, they want strawberries year round. And suddenly in the middle of winter, they're $6 for a pint of strawberries yeah. and they'll just sit there and eat them in front of the TV I'm like, stop that, slow down. Yeah. I understand.
1: mean, that's, yeah, that's, that is one of the, it is, um, there's very little out there. He is right. There's very little out there that is
0: even even pumpkin, which which is kind of the other fall seasonal. I think that yeah. people think of uh, like you talked about when you were Rivertown, which that was pumpkin was their thing. Yeah, and it's in cans. Like, I'm, uh, there's no reason you could not have made that beer in the middle of you know March.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> July. I was like, oh, we were, oh, we were.
0: <laughs> but you know, like it's as much as it's a it's a seasonal beer that people associate with something. It wasn't really yep. seasonal. Yep. So, uh, but. Wet hop beers are. I love wet yep. hop beers. Um I'm excited about that one.
1: So we're actually doing another wet hop beer. Um this won't be as wet. Um it's <laughs> kind of uh so we're doing they just brewed a uh, the brewers just brewed a Saison today. Um and we got um triple pearl grown in Ohio from Oshi Hops. Um they they were harvested. They were harvested earlier than than we could brew it. Um so I stuck them in a freezer at uh, Parkside in Hyde Park. Um, they're hooking me up with freezer space because we don't have any. Right. And uh, so what we'll do is, like, we brewed it. Once that beer is done fermenting, we will throw it in our – we have an infuser thing. Uh, and we'll throw 30 pounds of wet hop, frozen wet hops, into that. let sit for a couple days and then package it from there. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, we're doing another one. It's called – uh, something in Spanish because I can't. I don't want <laughs> pretend to pretend to pronounce it because I'm gonna do a bad job. But I did pick the name. Uh, but it's one of like Victor. This is, like one of the Victor's. Victor's our new head brewer. Yeah, we got to talk about from, that too. He's from Moore, uh, but he's he's uh, he's Hispanic, and I said I was like, well, if you write this recipe, why don't I kind of give you a little nod in the name? So uh, we named it Perfect Season, which is. Uh, I was thinking parfait saison, which is like perfect season in French maybe.
0: Uh, Well, Saison too is kind of also supposed to be very uh, seasonal in what it is. It was always kind of changing based on what was, what was going on at the the farm where people were drinking. That
1: was, and that's like, that was just kind of like my goal in general. It's like a very, like it's a very seasonal Saison where we're using fresh hops. We're using Ohio ingredients. Um, it's whatever. It's a whole thing. Um, Put more thought into it than I thought I would ever put into a Saison. But here we go. Um,
0: Especially since people still don't understand Saison. So most no, people no. come in here aren't going to yeah. get it.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, and that's, we only brewed a 13, <laughs> barrel, b- we only brew a 13 <laughs> barrel batch of it for a reason because I don't think a whole lot of people are going to drink it, but whatever. It's, some people have asked for it. So, right. and it's one of those things where I didn't want to do a lager with it because it wouldn't be ready and it kind of defeats the purpose of fresh right. ops if you're going to use it in a lager um, unless you're like, finishing the lager in time for and maybe next year that's what we do instead Ooh, of, that
0: would be interesting I yeah. that
1: was what was suggested but it just like it would it would uh, never worked out I uh, need to know that
0: a I, wet a wet hopped Pilsner yeah. might be like my perfect beer I think it'd be uh, really, really might be it
1: yeah I mean and next year maybe if we if I talk to Derek up and we figure that out and maybe we'll do that next year but yeah. it's um Saison is a very quick easy turn sure um, so there's that one um, what else are we on um, double fruit two dudes being bros which is our which was a collab from 2020 with mirror twin um, so we're double double fruiting it um, it's papaya pink guava and passion fruit I think so just a just that that same beer that everybody remembers from back right. then with more fruit and then uh, so we got imperial cereal milk so 10% cereal milk
0: Imperial cereal milk. Uh, That phrase, I don't think anybody would have ever thought it would enter the American lexicon. Yep, yep.
1: (laughs) And then I'm trying to think of what else we have. I think that's it. I'm doing a disservice to marketing by not knowing what we have. And then, well, and then we can talk about, do we want to talk about now? Sure. All right, cool. uh, So now we're releasing our collaboration with Moore uh, from last year. Uh, we did a New England, double New England last year, and we also did a stout. Um, it was uh, Asian New Riff and maple syrup, apple brandy barrels. Ooh. Uh, and we did, so we'll be releasing four variants of it. We're doing single barrel, which is one of these cans. I, I flipped one upside down to signify which one was single barrel, and I forgot which one <laughs> it was. So we'll figure it out. We're doing a single barrel with no adjuncts, just barrel, uh, I don't know what the single barrel was we'd have to ask one of the brewers i this is kind of i've kind of pushed this project to not being me um apple funnel cake uh white chocolate macadamia and then double white chocolate macadamia oh man bees and flies uh so we have those here Uh, Um, we should drink those we should drink I'm hoping I can figure out based on temperature. I think this is apple brandy or not apple brandy, apple funnel cake. We'll do that one first. Per usual, these are very, very full because they are so thick that it's impossible to fill it to a normal height on the can.
0: You said this was, uh, I believe
1: this is an apple, apple funnel cake,
0: apple funnel cake.
1: So there's, um, we aged it or we we not aged it. We let it sit on on apple. Right. Um, and then we used some vanilla. We used we did use a little bit of flavoring to get that, that cake flavor. Sorry everyone. Um, but most of the flavor that you're gonna get from this is the apple. There's a ton. There's I think there's I think there's a pound of apple per per uh, gallon. Oh that's that's
0: wild. That's good. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever really had like a stout like that, but
1: that's not it. That's that's single barrel.
0: That is good. But That's in.
1: I think what you're tasting it's is the apple brandy is apple brandy. That's apple, good. Apple brandy maple, syrup. maple um, syrup aged in apple brandy barrels. They're layered apple brandy barrels. We actually threw um, Victor's first recipe. Uh, I bought seven, seven, Uh, of these apple because we like these barrels a lot and they're uh, impossible to get
0: that uh when when you did the apple brandy barrel aged uh demogorgon yeah and was one of my favorite beers that's ever come out of this brewery
1: that was a and those i actually don't didn't like those apple brandy barrels as much as i like these new ones these these new ones are a little bit more nuanced um they're coming from laird's uh brandy up in new jersey the apple brandy yeah Uh, And it's definitely like the, the place. And so these barrels that are, we're using, uh, I actually, this year I bought every single one that they had. had, I emailed them and I said, Hey, shit. Uh, Sorry. I almost spilled my glass for everyone who's not watching. (laughs) Uh, I emailed them and I I got the email like late Friday night and luckily I wasn't out doing anything that I could send an email. And I said, Hey, I was like, how many do you guys have? And they're like, we have I think they're like, we have eight. We just sold one. I was like, I'll take all seven uh, because it's one of those barrels that like...
0: There's like a really nice like sweetness to it, but yeah. not not in like... I a, mean, the
1: the beer in and of itself went in the barrels of like 14%.
0: Yeah, but so. it's not like a... like a, It's not like a heavier kind of pastry stout sweetness. Like it's a, it's 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 like an apple-y kind of... It's, yeah. like, a, it's like a dessert, man. Yeah. yeah. But in a... I, that makes it sound like more pastry. No, it's like a... Um, like a dessert that I would want after a big meal. Yeah. Like it's, I'm man. super happy with this
1: beer. I mean, it's like I, we, when we were trying these barrels, we think this might be the best beer that's ever come out of the barrels here. Uh, and I've had some, I've had some favorites, but this is, this is really good. Uh, I think this for everyone who complains that we don't do anything without adjuncts, this is for them. Uh, yeah, that's good. So I don't know. Hopefully people buy it. Cause I, we only did like, well, actually, if you don't want to buy it, that's fine because we only did like three cases of it.
0: So. The barrel itself becomes such a good adjunct to the beard. That's, you know, yeah, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it, it aged for, I think, almost 18 months, 19 months. Uh, so it's, I mean, it had a, a good amount of time in barrel. We were, we basically had to release it around now because it was like getting to that point where we were it right. was starting to like, we're like, if we don't release it now, it's getting up to two years and like these apple brandy barrels you never know um so you you never never know it it might get infected right uh especially with the maple syrup so like we just wanted to get it get it out i thought this was a good a good time and we have deeper ties to more because of victor now and um he's good very good friends with the with the head brewer there uh dave david uh so they, they kind of just like got together and did their own thing and he brought samples up and they tried it and whatever they, it was a whole thing for them. And I just kind of let them do whatever they (laughs) want. It worked out. Yeah, it It definitely did. It definitely did. Uh,
0: let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's, uh, so since the last time we were here, Victor came on board. Yes. Um, uh, talk about kind of that, uh, which you guys have gone through a couple evolutions like that with people moving on to different projects. Um, as, as a head brewer kind of comes on and kind of adds their own personality into things, how does that change how things work around here, or what ends up up on the, the tap list?
1: Um, that's another, I mean, it's another hard question, because like, what, this is, I don't know this might sound conceived, but the, at the center of it all, it's still like, still me sure. looking over everything and kind of making ultimate decisions, uh, but
0: but I can see other people's person maybe it's because I'm such a nerd about stuff. No, like I, mean, I can I, see I, I through these different, when, like you can, uh, periods of street side. Can I can tell. see like, them.
1: When, when, when we started, we were doing one thing yeah. and then we pivoted. It's a lot of, a lot of times it's like a, it's a pretty significant pivot away from that's when you can kind of tell like when, like if somebody comes in, they, they say, all right, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm not going to stop them and say, no, I don't like right. that. Right uh, now. Now that I'm a little bit more secure in my, like in my management and all that, maybe I would say, Hey, like, no, we go
0: can't. easy on it. <laughs>
1: or like, no, we can't do that. That doesn't make sense for like what we're doing. And we haven't. And like, I am more like we've, we've brought on more people. Right. Uh, like we have a, we have a marketing person. We have a, a brand manager. We have, um, more salespeople. We have whatever. We have all sorts of stuff. You know what I mean. You guys
0: have a whole corporate office now. Jeez,
1: <laughs> not not quite. Um, but we do. I mean, like I am. I'm more confident saying, hey, like this isn't us. Like this. I think sometimes, it, like when we first opened, it wasn't easy to be like, oh, this is Streetside. We didn't have that that firm. We were anything. We were everything. We right. were, it was ethereal. Um, not the brewery, just the concept. Um, and now it's now we say, hey, like we do these things, and like you, if you can bring your ideas into it, great. Right. If you can't, then maybe this isn't the right job for you.
0: Well, it also probably like when that hiring process starts, if somebody new is coming on board, I guess like, all right, here's here's the things that we do well. Here's right. the things that we need somebody that can do well right. to exist in, and so it kind of shifts who that right. person can be.
1: Well, and like that was one of the, I mean, one of the things that one of the reasons that we brought Victor on board was I was like, you know what? Like he knows, he knows like what we're about. He, we did a collab before he worked at more, um, when he was at whiskey Hill. Right. So he knew that. Um, and then he, uh, he went to whiskey or he went to more, excuse me. And he like, they do a lot of the same stuff we do. So like, he's coming in kind of like he was, uh, the, the perfect puzzle piece to fit in because he knew he knows how to do all this stuff. He has like a, a whole, a whole background that's that, that's different than ours coming from Chicago, one, and two, like coming from a really big brewery and kind of like a kind of small brewery at Whiskey Hill. They're not right. super small, but they're small and they don't have a 15 barrel system and and Moore has a big system in four breweries or whatever. Uh, and it's just one of those things where like they, he knows, he has this whole breadth of knowledge that, that we don't have and brings a, a different perspective to things, but also that perspective is, apply to the same things that we want to be doing. So, like, we're still going to be doing our pastry styles, We're still going to be doing our kettle styles, We're still going to be doing our New Englands. And he just brings a different idea on how to do those things and how best to apply them. And I'm trying to give him... He came on, like, at a weird time, because, like, right before summer's not exactly the best time to start right. as a head brewer, because you're going to be doing a lot of the, a lot of the greatest hits. You're going to be brewing stuff yeah. that we've been doing forever, because that's the time that people are coming to get those things. Uh, if you want to get weird, get weird in the winter. Right. Um, so I kind of like he, he brewed his, his stout. I think that'll be, I think that'll be really good. You're no one's going to see it for like two years. So don't no and get too excited. <laughs> Probably maybe a year and a half. Cause I, I'm excited to get it out. It's a, it's the, the base was as good as I've tasted, uh, going into barrels we just put it into barrels. We didn't release any of it. Um, and we're just we'll keep doing like we're brewing thirty barrels of Demogorgon and in a week basically after the anniversary, we'll brew thirty barrels of Demogorgon here. Right. And we're gonna that'll all go into barrels and he'll put his fingerprint just like John did before he left for Fabled and just like Twitch did when he before he left for Matry and just like Luke did when he went to before he left for Saunder. Right. So it's one of those things where like everyone kinda of puts their fingertips on or their fingerprints on everything. Um but at the end of the day, like there is still like a, a solid spine of Street side, street side, street side. The Hickey
0: family. Right, I, like I, I know it's probably not as fun uh, on the brewery side when you lose head brewers and then they go somewhere else. Like it's probably not fun to kind of make that adjustment. But as a drinker, like I kind of, I kind of like that sometimes. Watching different people come into a place and yeah. kind of put their own little spin on it, and then and then like through that you start to get a better picture of what street side is yeah. that there can be, you can toss anybody into the mix, but street side is still going to have some kind of personality that comes out through that, you yeah. know, like that kind of no, this, I, I, this defining thing that I agree. some of those people kind of definitely help kind of shape what that is. Yeah. But, um, but
1: I think it's also like one of those cool things. And like, I don't, because I don't know who every, every brewery is hired. Uh, we're one of the few breweries that didn't, poach someone from in town right uh so you're getting victor's bringing a whole a whole side of things one he's he's younger than most of most of the people in town that are brewing like most of the he's sub 30 so like whatever he's a different generation he's got he's got different views on everything he's he's and also he's coming from chicago and he's coming from working at different breweries and whatever um and you don't get that. That's right. one of the things that you don't get when you're always hiring from within Cincinnati or you're always hiring from within Ohio or whatever.
0: Well, especially like within Cincinnati, if somebody comes in here, they have this feeling about what street side yeah. is. They have this this preconceived yeah. notion or something like, "Alright, here's here's what this beer is supposed to be." When you're coming in from out of town, you you've had the beer, yep. but you ha- you haven't had that that culture yet. You yep. haven't given kind of gotten sucked into this whole thing. I mean, I
1: don't even know like Victor probably had only had five of our beers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like his, one of his favorite beers from when he came here to do the collab with Whiskey Hill was who's a good beer. And he still drinks a shitload of that. So like, that's a, it's cool that he remembered that when he showed up, it was like one of the first beers they be, He's like, this is nice. I, yeah. He's like, I'm happy that we're brewing one of my favorite beers to drink. And he loves Goldeneye, I So that's another one. And I'm just like, Hey man, like if you want, if you want to make some tweaks to it, go for it. That's like, that's you. Uh, especially cause you drink a lot more. Right. of it than like i have my i have my beers that i like and he has his beers that he likes and steve has his beers that he likes steve's our production manager and james has his beers that he likes he's our brewer and brogan has our beers that he likes and he's uh whatever he is um <laughs> uh, seller seller person yeah um so i mean it's one of those things where like and we kind of we did kind of turn over staff um like at the beginning of this year we kind of turned over a lot of a lot of new we have a lot of new faces in the brewery um and kind of it's not well yeah it it sucked and whatever it's it's always a bummer to lose people and like you you never you don't want people to move on for for negative reasons but like sometimes for the for the sake of everyone and i think everyone anyone who's listening to this who did move on would agree that like Sometimes it's for the best, personally and for the business. Like if you've been here for like five years and like you're not growing and you're not learning anything new and you're not do like you're not every day is still the same thing. Sometimes it's, it's hard to
0: a, it's hard to shake things yeah, up if it, yeah. if you've been somewhere for a long yeah. time. So
1: like it was it was it was a good thing that it was a good thing and it's been a hard adjustment and it it has sucked. This year's probably been one of the harder years, which coming off a span of two hard years, whatever three hard years, two hard years. Right. We're just. Every year is hard now. Right. So and I don't think I like, I think that's one of the things about brewing. Like, I don't want to complain because I know the the person sitting in their cube listening to this is probably like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but like, I think, I don't think that being in the brewing world is going to get any easier for anyone. So well, if you're listening to this and you want to start brewing, brewery, maybe don't, Maybe don't <laughs> because it's going <laughs> to suck. Start it's,
0: start a bar that can buy Street Side's <laughs> beers.
1: I would agree <laughs> with that. I, I think it would be f- more fun it, at the uh, very least.
0: Uh, I think that when I look at, at breweries like Street Side that almost half of the time that you've been open has been through these last few chaotic years that like normal, like you haven't had a normal year yet. Like it doesn't exist. Like there's, hasn't been a like, a, you don't even know what things actually look like because we still haven't hit that kind of normal point yet. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: I think we, I mean, we said it, I, I said it at some point to someone. I, I'm sure I've said more than that, but uh, my memory is not what it used to be, uh, but we opened in 2016. We were in the, Back half of twenty sixteen. So we were open for twenty seventeen for that first six months of twenty seventeen, it's still that's still honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. Like you're still getting you're still getting people there. I mean, we still get people that come in like, oh you're how long have you been open? And I'm like, okay. I <laughs> damn near a decade. Bro.
0: No, I just live down the road. Yeah. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> okay,
1: cool, thanks. <laughs> well, I will I don't want you driving around me because you don't use your fucking eyes. Um, but yeah, they I mean like so like yeah, half of twenty seventeen not you still have your you still have people coming in and it's honeymoon phase and people are willing to give you a chance and the back half 2017 2018 2019 we really had two and a half years at seven that have been like normal 2023 has been more normal uh for whatever everything but you still have we had a massive we had we had nathan who had been here forever he'd been here for four years he left, he left the industry. Haley, uh, who was like our tapper manager, she left, she'd been here for five years, four years. Uh, John left to start fabled. That was two. I mean, he'd been here for almost two years. Uh, and we just had like a bunch of bartenders who'd been here forever that were just like, Hey, I'm, I got yeah. a full-time job. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna move here. Uh, my, my boyfriend's moving here. My girlfriend's moving here. Hey, like whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, we got rid of the food truck. We brought in craft burger brothers. Like that's, that's, it's, it was a whole thing. 2023 was a weird year and whatever. It's, it's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. Um, it's a bad thing. Cause it's been more stressful than I think I wanted my year seven to be in the, <laughs> do in you, the industry. Do you
0: feel like you're ever going to get to that point where you can just have a year and be like, okay, I, I, wish. I know I, what this year is going to be. <laughs> it would be, it
1: would be dope if 2024 was that year. Uh, cross your fingers for me out there, people. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, maybe someday. Like, I think 2024 probably has the best chance to be, like, a normal year. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, knock on wood. Yeah, knock on
1: wood. Uh, Yeah, hope. I mean, hopefully we don't have... I mean, like, we're not... This is minor in the grand scheme of things, but, like, we're sitting here in the tap room and there's, there's yellow jackets flying all over the place. It's because this winter wasn't normal and right. it was warm, and now there's yellow jackets all over the goddamn place, and it sucks, and, like, we, everybody has to deal with it, and, like, it drives me crazy because there's... Yellow. they're stinging insects all over the place, but yeah, that's one. I the, did.
0: I did see you guys have a sign on the bar yeah. the last time I was here that says that if the, if you get a bug in your beer, you don't get a free beer. You don't.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. It's. I know. It's. An, but cover your beers. We have coasters. Like, well, you can take as many coasters as you want.
0: Just Co- cover your beers or just, just pick them out. They're fine. Just yeah. Look, look. Okay. I don't have a little drink and they'll go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been. I mean, and it's been. I mean, like we when we filled barrels. I mean, three weeks ago it was there was like
0: what oh, I seemed can, to be I can I can only imagine how bad it gets or, yeah. back
1: there with all of and that. like it's It's gotten better but man it was it was wild and like they didn't even care like you could walk right through them and nothing happened but that's that's kind of like beside the point. <laughs> uh, let's open this.
0: Yeah, let's drink another one.
1: Um, so I believe
0: we are approaching an hour and a half by the way. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Well, speed it up although i don't know maybe people enjoy. It. it's been a it's been a while
0: all right so this one is the apple i really hope so funnel f- apple what is it apple funnel cake yeah
1: i don't know they're now they're 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 both so aptly that's kind of hard to tell no
0: i do get more of like a cakey kind of thing though
1: yeah uh yeah this was the uh, this was on apple's like diced apples, right. diced dried apples. We're actually going to use this more. I think we're doing ooh. a caramel apple sour right now, uh, and we're going to use that.
0: Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like there's like a like a really great kind of like a cake battery thing yeah. that kind of comes into that. Yeah, uh, ooh, that's good. You guys might be onto something.
1: So yeah, I mean, this idea are, of
0: starting a brewery might be a good idea. I think you got it?
1: Yep. So these are these are two of the releases. Like I said, we've got white chocolate macadamia um, and then bottles of double macadamia, white chocolate. uh.
0: What is the thing that you hear people kind of clamoring for like most out of you guys? Or is it just really kind of split? You've got some people come in that are all, oh, we need more big stouts. We need more this. We need more I that.
1: I think we've kind of hit, I think at least this year, we've kind of hit a lot, like hit every note that everybody wants us to do. Like, you've got your people to come in and be like, Hey, you guys need to brew more lagers. Okay. Well, we brew more lagers for you. Hey, we want, um, we want to have a bison. Hey, we got that for you now. Um, and we brewed twice this year. We've got, we've done our stouts. We probably haven't done as many, um, barrel age projects as people want, but like we've kind of hammered down and be like, all right, speaking of the devil and Demogorgon are going to be our, are going to be our barrel age stuff. Right. We'll release our, our, uh, collabs whenever, uh, we did Master Blend. Uh, we did Master Blend it earlier this year, and that that moved pretty quick, um, and that was fun. That's like a blend of four barrels, whatever right. that was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think we're hitting all the notes that people are asking for. Hopefully, um, and if not, like we're trying. We are like there is there is one of the things is there's only so much room on the tap list. There's only 24 taps only, uh, but. And some stuff that people ask for are quite frankly stinkers, and no one, no one's gonna drink it but you. You know, what I mean? you the person asking for it. So we, uh, we do try to take that. Like the saison is one of those things. Like I expect to have that saison for a while, right? Uh, but it's one of those things that you just kind of deal with. Um, I mean, you look I, at. But
0: I also lo- I love that, I lo- especially when you're talking wet hop beers, where it kind of sits for a little bit and it's going to keep changing. And like, I love watching that process of a beer as yeah. it kind of, as it kind yeah. of, I mean, I think like a
1: there's, I mean, like if, if you come in, you're, you've been looking for Belgians forever, then there you go. There's your Belgian beer. Yeah. Um, and like, maybe I was, I've always, I've wanted to make like a double forever. So maybe this winter we'll make a double. Um, yeah, man, it's
0: what does the, what does the average, craft beer consumer look like for you guys like what? what is it that like are are most people coming in and having like one or two beers and then maybe drinking a seltzer or something like is that because like, that's in my head i think what
1: no i mean the like i, looks I like. feel like most people that come in are drinking like most people that come into the brewery right street side
0: and i recognize that this answer could be very different to a different yeah, brewery. So it's, that's, that's it kind is, of i'm sure about. it is
1: because like i know like when i go to mad tree like I don't like I'll get a beer and then yeah. I might get like a draft cocktail or I might get a sway or whatever. Uh, so whatever you I do like I recognize that like when I go other places I do do right. I do try other things. Uh, or like I just might not want beer all all day every day. Uh But like for us like most people that come in here are just they they come in and they drink stay golden is like that's like our number one, 100% bestseller, like with a bullet. Uh, It's like a, like it's a 38 to 45 year old couple that comes in has a stay golden and has an alpha and then gets out of here and they're on their way home from work and they're whatever. Or it's like a, a guy on the way on the coming home from Lunkin and stops in for a beer and has a steak again, like everybody right. like stay golden, stay golden, saw. and like if you look at our top five best sellers like through over the entire year, stay golden is like I said, number one. Sa is number two, number three, maybe. Um Raspberry Berry's up there, but because it's seasonal, it kind of right. falls down. Um and it's probably like Stay Golden two three four are probably New Englands and then five is well return them back yeah so uh, there's just that's that's it I, we make I mean we be, that's why we that's why we specifically try to make a little bit of everything because we have a crowd that is so, so diverse in their taste, whether they, they come in... Well, be, you've, you've
0: almost trained people to be diverse that way here. Right. Well, like there, there's some places that you walk into, you're like, all right, I know exactly what's going to be on tap. Uh, I come here for, uh, for, the, for the IPAs or whatever right. it may be, you know, or, you know, yeah. whatever it could be. Uh, so that's, when you're walking in there, you're already expecting that. Like, I... I don't ever know what I'm going to order when I walk in here. Right. I walk in but, and like, okay, like, like let's, let's, let's look at lay of the land here and yeah. figure this out. And
1: you look at it. It's like you get, we get people because of, because of like our, how we've kind of like developed ourselves as a brewery with um, like clubs and all that stuff. And like being people whatever, buying through Tavor and be, yeah. seeing us at festivals and seeing us wherever um, there's more you see, we get tourists come in and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, they're like those people are coming in they're like, Hey, give us the hypest beer that you have. Like whatever, it, whatever it may be. Like for instance, like hazy Bay day, like the collab with RAR, right. that's like a, that is the definition of like a, of a hype beer. You know what I mean? That RAR is a big, is big well-known for on the East coast. Uh, and has made a name for themselves and with their out of order series. And that's one of those things. And like, People, some craft beer nerds, it. craft get beer get nerds know, know who I they rolled
0: are. my eyes for anybody on the audio. come back and listen to the uh, episode with Michael from uh from uh, uh then Adina where we were drinking a beer that did not look like beer,
1: you're right? <laughs> I mean, but that's I mean, like they they they're popular I and mean, yeah, they're super popular, people know who they are, but then you also like we've got up there the the fest beer that we did with Perennial, who's a like
0: but see and that's a good example too like i when i came in here last time i was coming in here because i'm like right, i'm gonna drink a fest beer i'm gonna get some fest beer to go like it's it's fest beer night and i right. walked in and that tiki time was on
1: yep i was so like oh on. my god
0: tiki time oh a rum barrel tiki tiki oh and it's four and a half percent oh yep. yes like this is and so then my mind just completely shifts and i'm like okay i'm gonna get my fest beer but holy hell it's tiki time night
1: yep Well, oh, and that's <laughs> and that's like a, that that's a beer that like it's kind of going back to like early street side stuff where we did the barrel aged sours. Um, But I don't want to deal with the whole mixed fermentation thing. And honestly, like they don't, they don't sell. So like, I'm not, we will never go back. Um, Despite that's one thing that like, if people ask, we'll never go back to, but we'll do barrel aged stuff. And like, I think what, I think like what we're going to do, we actually have rum barrels coming so that we can do another tiki style.
0: I like those. I like those a lot.
1: I think it's, I think it's like a, it's like a good, like a cocktail style, uh, sour is like a really good way to, uh, it's a really good in between beer yeah. for whoever wants to do, whoever wants to, whatever. If you're used to drinking, like I love painkillers. Like yeah, I was at, I was at uh, Sundry Vice advice yesterday. I had a painkiller. Uh, so painkiller is my favorite drink, which is why we made one. But like the next one that we make might be jungle bird, might be my time, might be hurricane, mm-hmm. whatever. Um,
0: Ooh, hurricane might be interesting.
1: <laughs> Microphone just said a hurricane. That's why I was on the top of my. Was,
0: is it like bright blue? Uh,
1: it's bright, bright, bright red. It's so okay. red. It's like one of the redest beers I've ever seen. Uh, but then I mean, like, I don't. Did you ever? Did blue, you ever
0: blue is hard to do for a beer.
1: <laughs> it is as well. Anyone who had our our Rocket Queen beer knows that we. Tried. Oh, I did
0: drink that. Oh, I had that. I think I had that last week again. Higher Gravity. Shout out to Higher Gravity. Drank a bunch of Rocket Queen uh, and it was pretty green.
1: (laughs) It was very green. And we tried to make it very blue, but I mean, like, uh, you look at, uh, I mean, I'll call them back. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it's about the, my order for tomorrow. Uh, the, like one of the things that we, we did this year that I've never done. And I think we're probably going to do more of is like the candy sour. Like, I don't know if you had the, did you have the skittle beer?
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: Scootaloo beer was weird. What was it called? Uh, Rainbow Rodeo.
0: No, I remember the artwork. Yeah, I don't think I had it though.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like one of those things. Like with the sour stuff, we're gonna keep trying to iterate and do weird stuff, and like that's we're we're still we're still trying to be weird, and so I don't even remember the question at this point, but we're still trying to be weird. We're still doing yeah, unique things. <laughs> no, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. I right know this is this is how these go though.
0: Oh, it's fun though. Like it, it reminds me of why in the early days I got excited about craft beer. Like why, why did these things um, make me want to go out and get more of it? And it's because of that, like the, that, excitement and the fun and the, uh, you know, when you, when you really start to dig into one thing, like one, one drink even, yeah. and you start to uncover different layers of it and then you, you
1: it makes you excited and like yeah. that's uh, I mean, I conversations yeah. do the same thing. No, I mean, me. I think that's one of those, uh, it's one of those things that, uh, like I was describing to someone recently like the active work and the passive work so like that we as brewers do I don't know yeah. that every brewer does this but like just cause I'm at home doesn't mean I'm not actively like being like oh like making myself a drink or whatever trying a different bourbon or whatever yeah. that's that's all kind of work. Every, I mean, honestly, everything
0: becomes, everything like fits in life the, is work. Yes, life is work now because yes. like at,
1: the more stuff I do, the more things I try, like even like trying a different dessert or like we're, I'm going out for, it's our, my wife and I's five year anniversary on Thursday. Like my I anniversary
0: might, is today. Happy anniversary yeah. to you guys. Happy anniversary.
1: Uh, I might make her get dessert so we can try. Cause it's, we're going to mama's on Maine and I'm sure they're going to have some great Italian dessert and like, I that like sounds to sounds
0: for our anniversary. We have cheerleading and yeah, dance so class UV UV. and
1: <laughs> we well, have kids and I, I have dogs. So I get to, we're going to, we're going to Maine or not Maine, excuse me, Michigan, another M state. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's one of those things like even like we're going to Michigan, like, do
0: you find it fun though? Still like that, those passive moments can still become work or does it start to become like, like I mean, I like can't of, stop. Like you can't of the time, just no, take I, off.
1: No, I, 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 even like though I'm discussing passive work, I've uh, kind of made it so that like when I leave, when I leave, like if I'm doing my thing, like I'm going out, uh, like we were in Atlanta recently, like we're not going to burpees we're doing.
0: But even then, like you talk about like dinner can become this thing where like your brain still just keeps going. It
1: also just kind of depends on like who you're with. You know what I mean? Like if it's like me and the wife, like we don't, we don't talk about. I don't, be like, I don't taste a cocktail. Right. I hey, still don't know if my wife beer.
0: knows that I have a beer blog. I'm not sure. <laughs> I would hope she does. Uh, I, mean,
1: I don't, I don't say be like, Hey, this would make a great beer. Cause she'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, we're, like this is, we're having pre dinner drinks. Let's, let's not talk about, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's one of those, that's one of those things like, and I can, she hasn't even listened to podcasts. My wife doesn't listen to podcasts. So there's no way she knows what's right. going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's if I'm, if I'm solo or if I'm, if i'm with my wife or i'm with non-beer people but like when we were up in when we were up in madison like one that's kind of to bring it full circle yeah uh talk about these collabs and all these festivals and all that you go out and you talk to people and you're like hey how do you do this like what's what's going on like we were i was in louisville um i dropped off beer for mile wide's hops on the hill um, and then i kind of just like stayed hung out with um, the guys at atrium i mean we spent six hours just sitting around drinking and talking about stuff. And like we, I mean, we exchanged ideas and like, I help, I help them. They helped me. Like we tried some barrels, we all sorts of stuff. So, and then Victor is going down and they're going to do a three-way collab with more atrium and and us. So it's like one of those things and like we were, I did the same thing when I was up in Columbus and we're doing a collab with derive and, um, for root up there. So like, it's, it's one of those things where like, yes, the passive work happens and I'm, when I'm alone or whatever, when eating dinner, I don't often discuss it with the wife. But like when I'm out and I'm talking to people of the same industry, that's when you that's when you start to like really come up with all the all the crazy ideas that yeah. come up. I
0: think it's. <laughs> you have to have, you have to be able to shut it off yep. somehow. But I think being able to take some of those moments where it is kind of shut off already, right. but still kind of be able to bring that in. I think that, that to me, that's the, that's the secret sauce of like making life yep. uh, kind of all fit together. That work starts to not always feel like work. Yep. And that, that I think that's important. And I know a lot of people struggle with that of um, trying to be happy with work. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sure.
0: Uh, is there anything that you want people to know about Streetside that you think they don't know about Streetside?
1: No, I mean, if you haven't come out recently, the the patio is not new, but newish. Um, Bengals games are big now; we're yeah. really filling it up for Bengals games. So, if you want a good crowd and you want to be able to sit outside, uh, come to Streetside, and that's like honestly, like I would, I. I was actually kind of upset with my friends for not wanting to come here <laughs> if, yesterday. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to sit outside and watch the game.
0: Um, if I lived closer, this would definitely be one of those football bars for me. Uh, I've also kind of got myself into this thing. Now uh, we have certain seats we have to sit in for Bengals games. We can't yeah. like we, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole routine. I get we, it. Uh, we have a very important role yeah. in uh, helping the team a, win.
1: I have a shirt that, is now unlucky because they lost yeah, for the first well. time.
0: I tried to explain that to my wife uh, that now the hat that I was wearing and the shirt that I was wearing are nice. done for the season. Yep. So yep, gotta either got to move on to the next one. Yep. And if that one doesn't work, we have to move on to the next one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It'll work though. Yep. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Uh, anniversary party is this coming uh, weekend, Saturday, nine, It's the 23rd. Yep. It's actually on my notes. I could just scroll a little bit. Um, come out a whole bunch of good beer. We talked about it, yep. uh, follow on social media because they will be kind of announcing everything and you'll get all the details for all of that stuff. Um, come out, get, uh, get some great beers, get some good food and, uh, hang out and kind of, uh, remember what, what craft beer is really kind of about. It's, uh, uh, it's about the places like this where you come into the tap room you sit down, you talk to people, you drink beer, you, you, you share stories. That's, that's, that's the point of it all, right? Uh, that's what I think the point so, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, of it is. Most of it. If you like this show, if you like anything that I do, go to the gnarly gnome.com slash support. Uh, if you're a local business and you feel like, hey, I, I think I should support a podcast, uh, send me an email because you can sponsor the show and um, it helps everything kind of keep going. And uh, otherwise, just share it with a friend because that's that's the real secret to podcasting: sharing it with people. <laughs> we'll be back next week.
1: Don't know who we're talking to, but it is somebody. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.